millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars, and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, 
save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Noblegoldinvestments.com. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Quick announcement before we get into today's video. I recently signed up on Rumble, on Odyssey, and I'm also on Minds. And by the way, they enabled a new feature called Super Minds on that website. And if you send me Super Minds with questions, I'll try to get to them at the end of each and every video just for you guys. Links are, as always, in the description. Let's get into today's video. Greetings and salutations, loyal patients out there in the audience. Today, I will be your doctor, and we're going to diagnose what went wrong in the debate between Exenhammer and Jessica Burbank on the Break the Rules podcast show, YouTube channel, whatever it's called. It doesn't really matter. But before we get into that, I need to clarify, I am not a medical doctor. Please do not seek me out for medical advice. I'm one of those guys who takes super male vitality all the time. And secondly, and I mean more importantly, I am in fact sponsored in this video, so I'm going to have to chuck it over to the sponsor and then bring it back over here, and then we'll have the discussion. It will be amazing. You'll love it. I'll love it. We'll fall in love, gaze longingly into each other's eyes. When we talk about it on the other side, it has just been revealed that the average American is likely going to spend $177 more per month heating their home this winter. Now, this is due to obvious geopolitical reasons, but I don't know about you guys. I'm not really looking to go broke heating my apartment during the course of these geopolitical conflicts. This is one of the reasons why this video is brought to you by GetMiniHeater.com. You see, there's a fundamental flaw in your central heating system, and that is, for most of us, you have to heat your whole entire home or apartment at the time that you just want to be in one room and not freeze to death. Well, don't be a doofus. Don't do that. Get yourself a mini heater at getminiheater.com and heat the room that you're actually in so that way you can save on your overall heating bill. This thing pays for itself in a month. And for my audience out there, if you go to getminiheater.com, 45% off 60-day risk-free trial. See if it pays for itself in a month. Getminiheater.com. So I saw this debate cross my radar on on the twitter.com when Jessica Burbank's fans were posting highlights of her supposedly winning this conversation, winning this argument. But when I played the highlights, when I listened to them, I didn't really hear anything good. So I thought, oh wow, Sticks X and Hammer must have been absolutely terrible if this was considered a winning point. So I clicked on the video, watched it in full, and I came to the conclusion that this debate was not my favorite, that Sticks X and Hammer did win. However, he could have argued certain points better and more effective if they didn't get bogged down in the nitty-gritty of what was going on right now. However, there are some amazing highlights of this conversation that we just have to point to, we just have to laugh at, and we just have to enjoy. On top of that, Break the Rules apparently has invited me to join in on their piano recital, so maybe in the future I might actually be on one of these debates, so I think it's good of me to break it down and promote it in case you see me there in the future. Now, the debate is over unions and whether or not unions are good. I don't know why the topic isn't more specific than this, but whatever. This is the conversation that these people like to have, so that was going on. But I will point out that this started off the way a lot of these conversations start off, which is a race to the bottom and who's more diehard, tryhard working class. And we have in competition, Sticks Exenhammer, who's from the mountains of Vermont, and Jessica Burbank, who lived working class right outside of Manhattan, 45 minutes outside of Manhattan or New York City or whatever. Not really sure, but let's hear their pitch on how sad and silly their upbringing actually was. So I grew up in a working family just outside of New York City, so 45 minutes outside of Manhattan. And my experience growing up in America was like very typical of a working class person. My parents worked extremely hard, extremely long hours. They weren't around a lot. They didn't have college degrees. So like many families, when the financial crisis hit, you know, the bottom really fell out for us and things got hard. And it was really difficult uh, watching my family work so hard and still struggle to get by, keep the house, keep the lights on, keep food on the table. And, you know, I grew up with this with this theme that if you work hard in America, you're supposed to do well. 
like if you're an honest person who does the work, goes to work every day, does your job, you know, you're supposed to live well. That's the American dream. And it wasn't my experience that that existed at all. Yes, I grew up in a one uh, one income household uh, where my dad was a chef. My mother uh, originally, of course, was just a homemaker and uh, stay at home mom, which you know, I credit her for. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, unions weren't there to save our family, uh, nor did I get the uh, chance to go to Brown University, of course. Uh, here's what I would say. I've, uh, I've seen the same sort of poverty that you're talking about. Um, it is, by the way, actually common in Vermont, northern New England in general, although it's definitely not on Main Street. It tends to be hidden a little way from where the tourists go. And uh, I worked hard. Uh, I've been one step from homelessness before. Um, multiple times, actually. The baby, by the way, is speaking as well in the background, so I've got an extra co-host up there. Uh, I've been a step from homelessness multiple times. Um, I had no opportunities, of course. Right as I was entering college was the Great Recession, uh, the the uh, prolonged recession that we just suffered through. Now we're suffering through another one. And uh, the government didn't help. Um, the unions didn't help. None of the power structures that have been set up by leftoids out there uh, wanted to give any help to people like me. Biden's not going to help us either. We have to help ourselves. Now, call me crazy. Call me a conspiracy theorist. Call me an insensitive jerk. But I don't care how any of these people grew up. I don't want to hear about it, about how sad your life was. I don't want to hear about Jessica Burbank's working class parents that somehow owned a home 45 minutes outside of New York City, something my family was never able to do. But then they lost it due to the Great Recession and how it was so sad and that really got her thinking that, wow, hard work definitely doesn't apply because her parents worked hard and something, something happened to her parents that she vaguely alludes to. I also don't care about Six X and Hammer living up in the mountains and having his mom clean stuff while his dad went out and worked and how sad that was. What I care about is the substance of the arguments and the substance of the arguments is supposed to be related to unions. However, there is one thing in here that I find pretty funny, which is the fact that Jessica Burr bank of course went to college to become a communist showing the world that the university system is absolutely useless except for producing some people with good careers but a lot of people who are just whining communists and i was doing a lot of extracurricular activities i got leadership scholarships to be able to go to college and that's where i first really started to understand why things are the way that they are in this country, because that information is not available to working class people in America. Uh, you don't talk about politics. You don't talk about the economy. And it's my belief that that is a right. If you have to work and live under these systems, you have a right to understand them. And that's exactly why I do debates like this and the work that I do now. But I became a community organizer. And uh, the response I always got for why people are homeless, for why money is allocated the way it is in our society, is that some really smart people have worked the numbers on this, and it turns out we can't have nice things. And I really wanted to make a difference, and uh, I made the mistake. No, it's not a mistake, but I went to graduate school, which is not what you have to do uh, to make a difference. But I really wanted to understand, you know, the systems that oppressed my family. And so I studied public policy at Brown, and there I found that the people that are supposed to have the answers don't even know what questions to ask because people in universities in the United States are overwhelmingly elite. They don't even know what life is like for everyday people or the problems in our country are. Nevertheless, they're not motivated to change them. And so through really intensely understanding the systems that govern our society and the policies that are currently being worked on, I understand. I understood that there there's no good reason for why things are the way that they are. And in fact, it is by design. Now, what's also hilarious is that she talks about becoming a communist like she discovered the true wisdom, like she went up Mount Sinai and came back down with the Ten Commandments. And it's this big, stunning achievement. And she's like, nobody tells you this. Nobody in our society tells you that it has to be this way. But I was able to find it out by going to university. And that's really what you need to take away. That the fact of the matter is, and I'm just going to let her say it because it's even funnier coming out of her mouth this is why our society works the way it works yeah for sure first things first listen i know brown university has its own connotation and while i was there i was surrounded by people who were extremely elite 
but we're in a situation in our country right now where the ruling class is so greedy that bankers are willing to make money by allowing people like me who can't afford to go to college and went to undergrad on Pell Grants and scholarships from the university. Uh, they let us take out loans to go to places like Brown for graduate school because they're so greedy that they would rather make money off of the interest rates. Uh, and I'm in a lot of debt for going to school. Uh, and I I plan on using the education I got there for situations precisely like this. I don't think she went to Brown University as a, a reason to right off the bat try and discredit someone. So let's let's start there. Um, how, how is it discrediting you would be my question. I'm just pointing out that you had an opportunity that a lot of other people in that same situation didn't have. Okay, I know I said I was going to play the clip of her explaining why things are the way they are because that clip is hilarious. And believe me, you will get that clip. But I just want to point out that she just said that the corporation that lent her money to go to Brown University, an Ivy League school, by the way, I've been to this campus, absolutely gorgeous, took advantage of her, and she is somehow the victim of that corporation because the elites are so greedy that they gave her money to go to school to get an Ivy League education. So for some reason, because she took on debt... In order to go to school, as an adult, this is graduate school. This isn't 18 years old or anything like that. That is a product of our evil capitalist system, and it disadvantaged her due to the debt, not due to the fact that she went to graduate school to study something at an Ivy League university that didn't necessarily translate into some kind of financial gain. That's not on her. That's on corporations. And guess what? These are the kind of people who want you, the taxpayer, to finance their student loan bailout. Never forget it. Yeah, right. So the Brown University comment paired with the, well, I had to work really hard is, you know, I had to work very hard as well. I paid my bills as a bartender. You know, I've been close to homelessness before. Uh, so let's avoid, uh, you know, that kind of thinking. When it comes to unions in our country right now, I'm going to start with the fact that our economic system is not set up so everyday people can experience basic human rights. So our country was founded by people uh, who pillaged and brutalized nations. They took land and resources by force. And through generations, they've passed down that wealth to their family members. And that is who has wealth in our society today. 70% of all wealth in our society is still controlled by the top 10% of people. The current economic system we have is one that is controlled by private owners for profit. That's the very definition of capitalism. A lot of people will try and distract you and talk about markets. That's not what capitalism is. There are markets in many different kinds of economies. Capitalism is precisely when the means of production, land, labor, resources are controlled by private owners. And they've done nothing to be the people who should be controlling those resources and directing our labor. They haven't been elected. And for some reason... We don't question this. We don't apply democratic principles when we think about our economic system. And the consequence of a system like this is if you were not born in one of these families that is controlling our economy, you've got no choice but to sell your labor to someone else to survive. So according to Jessica, and yes, you heard her correctly, the people who own the means of production totally didn't earn it. I mean, they weren't elected. And obviously, the fact that you invested in something, took the risk, set something up, it doesn't entitle you to keep the product of your own labor or the product of your own investment. That's not good enough. And in reality, in actuality, according to our Ivy League education at Brown University, the people who own everything in the United States are the same people, I don't know if you know this, that killed the natives. They descend from the people who killed the natives. Now, obviously, this is ridiculous. Obviously, this is absurd. There are people who came to the United States, in fact, a lot of people who came to the United States, well after the original settlement of the United States, that own factories, that own companies, that own corporations that started these companies, and have nothing to do with the supposed genocide of the Native Americans. The fact that some people came and then they fought with the people that were here while they were settling the country has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that there was no monarch or no strict set 
up system in order to limit the human potential so our capitalist economy could flourish. But it's very telling that this is Jessica's worldview, that if you own Amazon, apparently Jeff Bezos is the founder of Amazon, not because he got some investments from his parents and he was able to turn that into a multi-billion, if not trillion dollar company. It was because somehow down his line, he must have killed Native Americans. Now, I'm not sure how she's applying this standard. I'm not sure what she's pointing to. I'm not sure if she's trying to make some kind of ridiculous racial argument in that there's a lot of white people in the United States of America. Therefore, even though you're not directly descended from people who settled the country, you look enough like them for Jessica to hate you. Therefore, this is how you got your wealth. But obviously, this is absurd, not true, and ridiculous. People came to this country, we had a system of private property rights, and that allowed people in this nation to flourish. Innovation, all that jazz, had nothing to do with killing the natives. It's not like they had the most prosperous economy the world over, and then white people came and just killed them, and that ended everything. No, they were not living a sophisticated lifestyle, they died mostly to disease, and this is a hilarious worldview. Again, Ivy League education worthy. Rewind. Is being the guy who came here first with the guns and with the power, who killed people and who took land and resources, is that a good reason for him to be able to control people's labor and pay them less than the value of their labor's worth? Yeah, that's a little bit to unpack. Uh, First and foremost, I like how you say, uh, should the people that own the means of production really be owning them as though it was any business of yours who actually does? Um, you would simply give those same means to some other person or group of people, requiring potentially confiscation, I suppose, in the process. Um, I, I don't see how that's justice or fair. I would also point out that not everyone that was here at the founding or even before that uh, became uh, massively rich. My family's been in what became the United States, for example, since the 1600s, roughly the 1630s or thereabouts. They came first to Virginia. The diaspora mainly moved north. They, they became New Englanders before the founding of the country. By and large, there's another attaché in Virginia and Georgia. Um, they were masons and brick workers and carpenters and did farming and things like that. Um, the fact that they happened to be here hundreds of years ago did not mean they simply took up arms, killed a bunch of Native Americans and took their land and became rich thereby. And everyone else who came later all of a sudden uh, was poor. Uh, Try telling that to any Italian business leader whose family came over sometime in the 19th century. Now, Sticks, of course, pokes fun at her for her Ivy League education, and she gets mad at that. And this basically is the the tone and tenor of the conversation going forward. Jessica is very unhappy that Sticks is implying that she is an elitist because she's acting like an elitist. Because Jessica is under the impression that she's actually a champion of the working class. Because I don't know if you guys know this, at one point, she was a community organizer organizer. She helped organize the community, and organize is a very big buzzword in socialist circles. However, Jessica's own thoughts tend to betray her throughout the course of this conversation when the issue of right to work is brought up. And for those of you who are unaware, in certain states in this union, if you work at a place that already has a union established in that workplace, you are compelled by law in order to pay union dues, regardless of whether or not you want to be in said union. Now, the left has no real answer for this, because obviously this is compulsory service to the union. It is abusive. It is exploitative, and a lot of people have problems with it. However, they don't believe in choice. They believe that their judgment needs to be substituted for your own, so they back this because they think the ends justify the means. Now, I will make the case that if you want to have a union shop, that's totally fine, but you have to convince people to join your union. You can't just force them through the hand of government in order to do so. But Jessica thinks that that worldview makes you uneducated. And uh, what would you say about the right to work, for instance, in certain states? Let's say that I join a company, a factory or whatever it happens to be, corporation, and uh, I I want to weld uh, things. I'm going to become a metal welder. And there's a union involved with the factory there. The employer wants to hire me. I don't want to be part of a union. I don't want to pay dues. I don't give a shit about the union. I don't have any problem with just working on my own. Do you believe that my individual liberty to work a job should be hazarded because I don't want to pay into a union that might have political leanings, endorsing candidates, etc.? I believe regardless of workers' uh, understanding of the importance of unions, their individual liberty to not have their labor exploited should be their right. And so, so they'll be exploited by the union instead of the corporation. We can't fault them for for not having the education to understand that it's in their self-interest. Like you. 
we can't fault them for for not having the education to understand that it's in their self interest. Like you, we can't fault them for for not having the education to understand that it's in their self interest. Like you, those mean. those coal miners out there with their associates' degrees are so much less than you. You must make the decision for them. Yeah, that's right, you dumb dumb idiot. If you don't want to join the union, if you don't realize that it's good for you, then congratulations, you're uneducated, you're worthless as a person, and it really goes to show you how hypocritical people on the left, like Jessica Burbank, tend to be on democracy because. Whenever a union drive is voted down in any of these individual workplaces, they talk about how it's a loss, but not only a loss for the union and not only a loss for the workers, but a loss for democracy, even though people are democratically choosing not to participate in this union. This is because what they view democracy as is a means in order to get what they want, which is good because viewing democracy as a good in and of itself is absolutely ridiculous, even though they tend to participate pretend that they view it in that way. Now, this conversation gets really bogged down in union bosses and union salaries and all this nonsense. And honestly, this is my least favorite portion of the conversation because I think both parties are completely missing the point. So I'm going to play you a little bit of sticks complaining about the union bosses. Then I'm going to play you a little bit of Jessica's response. And then I'm going to tell you why this conversation right here is not worth my time by spending time on it. Hmm. Uh, here are some uh, facts and figures with regards to how much union leaders make. My apologies if I look completely derpy right now, but my uh, mouse has been destroyed by the cat. Terrence O'Sullivan, general president of Labor's National Headquarters, made over $660,000 between disbursement, salary, and allowances. Patrick Flynn, secretary-treasurer of the Teamsters, half a million dollars. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com.
violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Newton B. Jones, the president of the International Brotherhood of Boiler Makers. I don't know if they make boilers or whatever the hell they do. About half a million dollars. Joseph Sinise, executive director of the National National Production Workers Union Industrial National Headquarters. Rather obtuse, also making a half a million. You can go down that list. It's on uh, WesselSherman.com. So the reason I don't like this portion of the conversation is because fundamentally the issue of right to work is the issue of an individual choice, whether or not to join a union. The government currently compels you to join a union as a condition of working in many states in the country, and I'm not on board with that. That's an actual violation of your individual liberty, despite the way that Jessica Verbank has this skewed view of individual liberty, which is you having to produce in order to feed yourself. But that's not what's really being asked here. What Six is asking is about the particulars of particular unions or overall trends in the union. And honestly, absent the fact that union bosses are making a bunch of money or absent the fact that they're donating to political candidates that I don't like or you might not like, I still think it should be your choice whether or not to join the union, even if you think objectively joining the union is a better decision for each individual worker the fact is you don't get to substitute what you view to be better for that person's individual judgment that is a denial of agency and a denial of freedom jessica burbank is in favor of that and i really wish sticks wouldn't get bogged down in all these side issues in order to approach this as what it is which is an issue of individual choice whether or not the fact that a union exists should be supported by government and they should be able to override your ability as an individual to contract one-on-one with your employer if both of you are willing to do so i mean we can look at the ALU, for example, the Amazon Labor Union. They're not taking big money from anybody. They're taking donations from working people across the country who are inspired by them. They're not taking money from the establishment. They're led by their workers. Also, one of the reasons why I hate this portion of the conversation is because Jessica's responses are absolutely pitiful because rather than address the points or at least break down the individual points in order to get to the issue at hand, she ends up talking about how, oh, well, worker-led unions are way better. Union bosses are way worse because worker-led sounds more grassroots and more people will like that. I hate this so much because A... There's no evidence of that at all. I mean, if you think about it, the unions that Sticks, X, and Hammer named are huge. The Teamsters, other unions that he mentioned, and the fact that they would hire a professional negotiator and pay them a bunch of money in order to deal with all the issues full-time that the union members have to deal with makes perfect sense. So this idea that a union boss making six figures equals corruption or makes the union bad is absurd. It makes perfect sense, 100% perfect sense, whenever you have an organization this big, that you would hire somebody who actually has experience full-time, an expert in that field, to negotiate on your behalf. Think about it like this. Let's say you're a company like Google or Microsoft or whatever in the tech sector. Now, you could send Bill Gates, the CEO of your company. You could send Jack Dorsey, the CEO and founder of Twitter, although Elon Musk owns Twitter now, so that's not accurate or any of these CEOs that are productively working within the economy in order to lobby the government on their behalf, in order to get the outcomes that they want or prevent certain legislation or regulations or whatever. However, you lose a bunch of productivity and those people might not necessarily be the best people to talk to individual congressmen and individual senators in order to get the best outcome. They might put their foot in their mouth because they're used to being the boss or whatever. It actually makes way more sense to hire a professional lobbyist, a professional negotiator,
negotiator in order to negotiate on their behalf. So a union boss is essentially a professional lobbyist, hopefully on the behalf of the members of the union or the majority of what the members of the union want in order to get what they want. So the idea that they would be paid more makes perfect sense. The idea that you would hire somebody like this makes perfect sense. And the idea that that equals corruption is kind of absurd. It's like you don't believe in specialization or division of labor. This is why I hate this portion of the conversation more than anything, because it doesn't cut to the heart of the issue, and Jessica Burbank is 100% wrong on the heart of the issue. Now, eventually, they do cut through this nonsense, this portion of the conversation, although it's painful to get through, and I wish they would have just removed each individual factors instead of putting out multi-factors in order to cut to the heart of the issue earlier, and the responses we get from Jessica are both hilarious and ridiculous. The first one that I found absolutely amazing was this one. I don't care about a handful of Starbucks workers that decided that they won't show up to work because they're not getting enough pay or they're not getting enough soy in their in their latte. That doesn't bother me. If they want to unionize, uh, go ahead. Who cares? I'm just saying, does a person have the right to show up for work and not join in the grift? not fund the candidate, not fund the six-figure salary of some union boss? Why should they not be able to weld metal or, or unfold cardboard without having to join a f***ing union? Listen, here's the thing. If you're a worker and you're working in a unionized business, you're benefiting from the work that's been done by the union. They've collectively bargained for higher wages and better benefits. And so even if you come in and you don't want to join the union, your salary and your quality of work will be higher because they have a union. Therefore, when you join a business that is unionized, you will be in the union. Now, the reason I enjoyed this so much is because what Jessica said earlier about the people who own the means of production being people who just descend from those who kill natives and them being there first doesn't mean they should be entitled to run the show. Rewind is being the guy who came here first with the guns and with the power, who killed people and who took land and resources, is that a good reason for him to be able to control people's labor and pay them less than the value of their labor's worth? Well, guess what? Her position on unions is if it exists already, then them being there before the employee joins makes them entitled to run the show. They've earned it somehow. Listen, here's the thing. If you're a worker and you're working in a unionized business, you're benefiting from the work that's been done by the union. They've collectively bargained for higher wages and better benefits. And so even if you come in and you don't want to join the union, your salary and your quality of work will be higher because they have a union. Therefore, when you join a business that is unionized, you will be in the union. So somehow she has a corrupt, insane, warped worldview on the people who actually succeed in the United States, somehow not deserving of that success. But then when it comes to union seniority, which again is just based on the fact that you've been there longer, she's all in, totally in support of it, is a cheerleader for it. And I find this contradiction absolutely absurd and unbelievably amusing. It is not something that is inherently exploitative to have people pay in to a pool uh, to have that money go towards things that collectively benefit them, this is what happens in unionized workplaces. And so to frame this as someone is losing individual liberty by having the option to not join a union is forgetting the bigger picture that the unions negotiated and collectively bargained for better working conditions that all employees at that place benefit from. And they need dues to operate. So you may think that it's a terrible decision because you've you've got the degree and you know what's going on and they're a bunch of bumpkins with suspenders. Why should they be not uh, capable of making that choice regardless of what you think of them? So this because is what that we're not going to be do. the problem. We're not going to frame someone who grew up working class and struggled to get by as an elite who is talking down on working mm. people. Working That's people, what you're doing. You're saying that these workers benefit from the union and you even had a quip, not just 10 minutes ago. Are you going Biden mode? Well, if they don't realize what benefit unions are to them, that's all well and good, but they should still have to pay in because collective bargaining helps them. It's, it's, you're look, you are, if not looking down on them, I'm not claiming that you're at least talking down at them and claiming that their desire in some cases to not partake in the union structure is beyond the pale and needs to be countermanded by somebody like you who organizes labor and does the organization thing in general. I just consider that a bit condescending. Let's, one. let's backtrack to, to what you've said about uh, people on the outside looking down on workers or me looking down on workers because they don't understand the importance of unions. That is me. Uh, when I was bartending, we were absolutely working much longer hours than we should have been. I, of course, was scared at the prospect of joining a union because in the United States, we have a very sophisticated system of propaganda 
And our education system further is controlled by the ruling class. So people, to no fault of their own, don't have access to this information. I'm not saying that those are your words, that because maybe they don't have access to education, they might be worthless or looked down on. Those are not words I've ever said. Now, the second response is for her to repeatedly complain about the framing of this issue. She doesn't like the fact that you're framing the compulsory union dues that are backed up by the force of government as some form of exploitation or some form of something bad. So essentially, she's angry at Sticks for disagreeing with her position that if something is deemed by Jessica to be good for you, then therefore it's good, therefore you should just obey it. And when you have this kind of attitude, there's no way to have a conversation with you. There's no way to have a debate with you. And Jessica just keeps doubling down on this as if it doesn't make her look completely and utterly absurd. Should people have the right not to join a union? That is what I want to focus on. All the personal stuff, let's kick it out of the window. So Jessica, I would love to hear your response about that happy to answer that uh so the right to work framed in this way as if it is a right for people to not join a union and it's some kind of infringement on their personal liberty to not i obviously disagree with the framing of that uh and i believe the answer i've already given is sufficient in that if you are joining a workplace that is already unionized you are going to benefit from that collective bargaining of the union regardless of whether or not you are in the union And it hurts worker power when people are able to scab on the union and join and not be in the union. It hurts their ability to collectively bargain. And the framing that union dues are somehow exploitative to the workers is the same kind of framing as taxation is theft, right? I fully believe in the idea that human beings can accomplish more when they pull resources and work together. Now, the reason for this absurdity is because there is no way to hold Jessica Burbank's position that union dues should be compulsory by the state without going into absurdity because essentially the argument is as follows i think it's good therefore you have to do it well when somebody individually doesn't think it's good and they want to make that choice she decides that she wants to strip that choice from the individual in another context she would not accept it if the majority of people in a society were against abortion rights all of a sudden she would be for reproductive freedom and talking about how the collective has no say on what a woman does with her body but for some reason somebody's labor which is by the way what they do with their body should be dictated by a pre-existing structure based solely on the fact that it was there before which makes no sense and if somebody wishes to not join one they should absolutely have the right not to join one if they want to form a union i don't have a problem with the concept of them existing which seems to be a sticking point here i don't care if people form a union i just think that people should be able to opt out of joining them if they wish to do so and the concept that you or a union boss or anyone else has the ability to tell some random worker regardless of the kind of work that they do you have to join up because it'll be good for you is very very concerning indeed this is also especially absurd when you realize that they also try to square this with a ridiculous socialist anti-coercion worldview which thinks that existing on planet earth as a human who needs to eat and drink somehow means that the universe is coercing you in order to produce for yourself because throughout all of human history you have had to go get food because you need food to live you had to go get water you had to till the land you had to do some form of labor use your mind and your body in order to produce so that you can survive well jessica burbank and all these socialists believe that that's actually coercive because now you end up working at a job in order to do that rather than hunting and gathering which obviously makes you less productive over time because eventually your body wears down and therefore wage slavery just want to make sure we understand each other there are competing corporations uh, but this is like a statewide issue isn't it isn't that a little bit less fair than a worker being able to choose between whether they work in one corporation or another. And I don't want to take away from sticks here, but I want to make sure that this is a very important point that I don't want us to uh, miss here. I think framing unions as the problem in this scenario is quite concerning because the current system where people's rights are taken away is the one in which they have no choice but to sell their labor to the corporations that exist. And we know that we have the issue of monopoly power in the United States. And to frame unions, being forced to join unions, Because the workers stood up for their rights at the limited corporations you have an option to sell your labor to to survive. Uh, That that is the problem. The problem is that there is a union you're forced to to join. That is, uh, I'm sorry, just like not framing I'm willing to accept in answering this question. Because the core problem here is that people's economic rights are being taken away 
Like this is wage slavery where you have no choice but to sell your labor to someone else for less than it's worth, barely make ends meet. So just think about how stupid that is. Your existence as it works out in nature is somehow inherently coercive, but the government backing up the union based solely on the fact that somebody put that in place before arbitrarily against you in order to garnish your wages in order to pay for something that you may or may not agree with is not exploitative because that's good for you. And so you're forced to accept the terms of a corporation when you work there. The framing that it's corrupt and exploitative to force people to join a union is absurd. It's absurd. If you work for a place and there's a union of the workers there and you are a worker, you should join that union. If you don't want to be a worker, you can go ahead and be a CEO or start a lemonade stand or start your own business. But I'm sure we would all agree that would be very difficult because our economy is run by these very corporations. There are so many problems with this to unpack. Also, how many times are you going to mention the concept of framing the debate? Well, the debate's frame is clear. We're debating no, unions, things directly framing. attended to it. It was the framing of the question that was asked so, me by yes, b- yes, because you, you can't answer the initial question because you don't have an answer for it. I gave an answer, and the answer also <laughs> rejected the framing and gave context. Don't frame it like that. That's an issue of framing. I'm not going to let you do the framing like that. How dare you? Framing, framing, framing. TYT employees unionize or sank fight to stop that? So that's a question for you, Jessica, about uh, whether the Young Turks have unionized or not. <laughs> Uh, it's my understanding that our production staff uh, is unionized. Mm-hmm. I'm a contract worker there, and uh, it's my understanding they formed the union before I was there. So I, I can't speak for anybody else but myself. I just work there. So you're not paying your union dues? How dare you? Well, I'm a, I'm a contract worker, so I'm not in the union. And I'm also but you're benefiting from the union because then the workers will work harder at the Young Turks, and therefore they'll be more productive. So you should pay union dues. So and I know better not- than you. That's not really how it works. I was in a union in the last job that I had. So my position right now uh, is that I'm not full time there. So I'm not a, a worker for TYT. I work for myself as a contractor. So I just want to point out that in other contexts, if you use contractors instead of workers, Jessica Burbank would in fact be against it. Think about how these people refer to Uber drivers, which are not employees of Uber. They're independent contractors. They don't like that. They're against it. They want to pass laws in order to do it. But when she works at TYT, a unionized operation, as a contractor, that's totally fine because reasons, because that's her. You, the plebs, don't get to decide whether or not you'll be a contractor or not but jessica burbank can make those decisions because remember she's more educated than you she's better than you and she was also victimized by brown university allowing a corporation to give her money to attend brown university an ivy league school now this whole conversation wraps up with them reading super chats and honestly the super chats were not very kind to jessica and some of them might have been a little bit in the category of out of bounds and to be fair to Jessica Burbank, I actually do agree with her in part in her response to these super chats. Pale blue, $5. I got $75 to end this stream right now. This woman is sour, has nothing productive to say, and is a collection of the most memeable online behaviors. Again, Jessica, I don't condone that, but that, you know, this is a super chat and, you know, people are free yeah, to say Yeah, I didn't that understand people, people just shouldn't read off a bunch yeah. of super chats of people being disparaging. I thought yeah, the people, super chats were going to be questions with substantive points regarding the are supposed itself. to be. Clankers are supposed to be respectful uh, to everyone. Yeah. Unless, they, unless it's Pixel Planet, then do whatever you want. Yeah, the I fact mean, that Jessica... If that we you were can't... reading Super Chats, I thought we were just responding to them. It would no, be... no, no, no. This is just like a whole... Just like a list of Super Chats right here. There is no... Do I need to yes. be here for this? And essentially, my basis of agreement with her is that if you're going to have a guest on, if somebody's going to donate their time in order to appear for a conversation, then you, as the host, probably should try to limit some of these nasty, negative Super Chats till maybe after they leave and screen for questions that you might want them to answer it's not really productive and it's not really polite and obviously the audience is going to be against jessica burbank because a her arguments made no sense b she said if you disagree with her you're uneducated and c whenever contradictions in her ideology were pointed out she just complained about the framing but that still doesn't mean that you should just read off the nasty chats even when you have a guest this is how you create a situation where your guest doesn't come back however i do want to point point out that of course she went for the thing that everybody goes for when it comes to these conversations and that is absolutely hilarious uh forget the haters jessica they're just haters and i really appreciate the fact that you went on break the rules to talk about this this is like a plus in my book that you did it and i really appreciate it 
Yeah, thankfully I care far more about the lives of working people than what incels say online, so... Don't worry about it. I'm good. Thanks for holding the space. Now, look, I don't care about name calling. In fact, I promote Devin Tracy, Atheism is Unstoppable, on this channel all the time. Use promo code AIU on Sensor TV to get yourself a discount and make sure Gavin doesn't keep all the money. And he is a master in name calling. And I not only promote him, but me and him talk from time to time off air. But here's the thing. If you're going to call yourself a feminist, if you're going to call yourself this kind of woke leader, this kind of progressive person, it is a bit funny that your go-to insult all of the time is to say that men who can't get laid have no value. That is the point of incel as an insult, and I just find it absolutely hilarious that these same people who talk about how the men are so sexist because they judge themselves by their women and therefore by their conquests immediately jump to that because inherently that's how these people value the men that are around them whether or not they would want to engage with them or they think other women would want to engage with them in that way so i just wanted to point out in a sea of contradictions put forward by jessica burbank that she concludes with this one last insult and she thinks it's a win because all of these smug people as they're contradicting themselves often think that they won something after doing so but hey those are just my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. If you like this video, you can show them by leaving a like. You can subscribe for more content. You can follow me on all my social medias. I'm on Rumble and Odyssey right now, by the way. This has been me talking about sticks versus Jessica. Till next time. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new eBooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.